Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm Juliana Hever, your host. Today, I am honored to bring on my guest, Miyoko Shinner. Recognized by the United Nations as a vegan revolutionary in its The Future of Women Global Initiative, Miyoko Shinner, founder and CEO of Miyoko's Creamery, is an Epicurean activist who is leading the animal-free dairy food system of tomorrow. As a best-selling cookbook author, celebrity chef, speaker, entrepreneur, and pioneer in the future of food, Miyoko has dedicated her life to inspiring compassion through the joy of food and the positivity of plants to drive social and environmental change. Miyoko also co-founded Rancho Compasión, a nonprofit animal sanctuary in California, providing home to over 120 rescued farm animals. Miyoko Shinner, thank you so much for joining me today. It is a pleasure of mine to be on the show with you, Juliana. This is uh, really fantastic to reconnect. Yes, I haven't spoken to you in quite a while, but you've had such an impact on my life. And I'm this podcast is really different for me. It's not about what I normally talk about, nutrition, plant-based eating, all of that. It's more about, as the title implies, choosing yourself. And, you know, many people know you as the queen of vegan cheese, the most um, apropos title of all time. (laughs) But there's so much, so much about you that has inspired me over the years. And I'll never forget. I wanted to go back because I'll never forget. We one time, I don't even know what year it was, but we both had events in New York City and we synced up and we were able to spend an afternoon together and we were able to, we had lunch and we walked to the park and you told me your story and it was so extraordinary that I think about you all the time and it inspires me every day to want to keep, you know, not giving up and to to forge ahead. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your story, your personal story of how you've achieved such an extraordinary level of success and with this this fortitude that you present. That's you know, I don't you don't see that every day. Well, thank you. I mean, I think we're mutual fans. I'm a big fan of yours as well, too. And I think I could put you also in that camp of persistence and continual fighting to advance yourself and the world and save animals. So, um, I, you know, I think we're, we're big fans of each other. Um, gosh, I think the older you get, the stronger you get. Uh, I think a lot of people feel that when you get to a certain age, you start to fade away, you go into the sunset of your life and, you know, you lived life before and now you're sort of in retirement. And as I look at my daughters who are in their mid twenties now and their struggles, um, I can hearken back to when I felt the same as they did, when I felt overwhelmed by life and my opportunities and my challenges and all the things that that could potentially go wrong and and sometimes they did go wrong and and how overwhelmed they are by those things and when we walked took that walk through new york city i think it was a very frigid january day it was snowing all around and we had those big heavy coats on i remember <laughs> you telling me your story and you know i am older than you are and uh i don't know exactly what i said to you or what i told you <laughs> But, but I think probably it has something to do with um, the fact that life is long and you actually, it's just like building muscle. The more you work out, the stronger you get. And I really firmly believe the longer you live life, the more you live life, the stronger you get. And so the older you are, you're able to actually put up with more. You're able to uh, persist, resist, uh, bear whatever life throws at you. And so I, you know, I think Part of my success is just that I stuck it out long enough. 
um, early in life, I started this my my uh, entrepreneurial journey in my mid twenties when I went vegan, and I had a fair amount of ups and downs. I would say mostly downs where by the time I was, uh, you know, in my 40s, I felt like a total loser. I felt like a failure. I felt like nothing I had ever touched had ever succeeded. Um, I'd written books. I'd started various businesses. They all had a certain measured amount of success, but certainly not financial success. And uh, part of my sense of failure was that uh, because I was an entrepreneur and trying to get businesses off the ground, um, and I was living hand to mouth, you know, eventually I did get married. And so I was able to live a somewhat comfy life, but that was, de- I was dependent on a husband, uh, for that. And I don't remember if this is a story I told you or not. So it I'm was just, you know, actually, okay. <laughs> but, but so, you know, I, here I am, I'm still, you know, I'm having kids. Um, I have businesses, they're not successful, but I can still pay my rent. I can still, you know, do whatever, pretty much what I want because I was married to a successful attorney. Um, and eventually you get to a point where as a woman, you feel like, well, you know, that's not really working for me. I mean, you want to feel like you did it yourself. You want to be able to control your own life. You want to control yes. your own destiny. Um, and y- you can't just, you know, I don't know, um, just skate, you know, gracefully into your retirement because you've got someone to lean on, at least not for me. That wasn't the life I wanted. I wanted to prove myself. I wanted to believe in myself. Yes. Um, and and so I just kept picking myself up every time I fell. I picked myself up and just said, I'm going to give it another try. And eventually I got to where I am right now at Miyoko's. And you know, the funny thing is I started becoming successful. And then the weirdest thing happened. I got what was uh, described to me later as imposter syndrome. So, you know, so talk about you know, that. Yeah. So I got to a point where the business was, oh my God, all of a sudden, you know, it was, I was getting noticed, you know, we, I think it was right over when we first got to our first $10 million in revenues. This is a few years back. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, we're a legit business. I mean, we, wow, we've got millions in revenues. And then I looked and I'm like, wait a minute, when are they going to find out that I'm a fake CEO? When are they going to find out that, you know, I'm not really wow. fit to run this company? And I was just just full of questions of myself. And I think this is a very female thing. This is something that, you know, men often don't, and I've read about this thing, men often don't go through that. They succeed at something. They're like, yeah, I built this. You know, this is this is all me. And, and they're totally fine taking credit for it. And women are not like that. They They can have their success and they're still questioning themselves. They're still wondering, wait a minute, was that really me or was it my, you know, was it my team? And obviously it is a team. It's not just, it's not never just you. It's, it's everyone who contributed to uh, your success. But the founder of a company is very, very much, uh, you know, um, responsible for the success or the failure of his or her enterprise. And when a woman succeeds, oftentimes they're just, you know, beset with this sort of uh, imposter syndrome. And I, I went through that for a very long time where I just, just full of self-doubt and questioning. And then eventually you come out realizing, wow, I did have something to do with the success of my own business. Um, it it takes a while. Yeah. What was that turning point? Because that's quite extraordinary. Like what, what was it about? What did you finally realize? Oh, wait a second. What, what was it about? What happened? What, what, do you remember the moment? 
Yeah, very specifically, you know, what happens is you start a business and then, you know, in, your investors want you to bring in the big guns. Obviously, the, the faster you grow, even as a, uh, as a founder, you realize that um, at every stage of the business, you have to, I hate to say it, replace some of the staff, um, the staff that can't continue, you know, that can't grow as fast as a business. And, you know, with something like our business or a lot of businesses in the plant-based space that are growing as fast as we are, um, Sometimes you know you have, you have to build you, you build from a really scrappy team to you know a, a team of eight players, if that makes sense. And um, along the way, it, it, I got to a point where um, I figured I don't know anything. I have to get these eight players that know more than me, um, that have a better sense of how to do everything. And then you get them, and then you you're talking to them, and you realize that you were right that you actually did have the intuition, the right intuition, the knowledge, the, um, you know, they actually confirm it. Um, when you find the right team, you realize that you weren't completely in the dark. Um, so I think that was part of it was, you know, I finally was able to surround myself with really, really great people. Um, and I found that um, amazingly somehow, um, you know, the direction that I was going in wasn't completely off course, that, you know, the things that I had done weren't completely or had imagined or envisioned weren't completely off course. And slowly, little by little, um, with the support and the belief uh, of the team, I began to believe in myself. Um, but wow. hey, I am 63 years old. Um, I, I don't think I, you know, I certainly don't feel it. I don't feel like, you know, I feel you don't like look I, it. <laughs> I don't think I, I hope I don't look it. Um, but it's taken me this long to get to a point where I actually believe that um, I can do something. And do you <laughs> think it's a, do, that says a lot. I mean, I think you're right about there's definitely being an underlying female kind of tendency to see that in that way. But I'm wondering, and what I've, I've learned and what I'm exploring more is that just every time you actually listen to an intuition and you follow what you believe is the yes. next step and then it actually comes to fruition or like you said it it becomes validated that it reinforces the listening of that voice and inner that's voice right. and inner wisdom that's right that's right i mean we really do have an inner wisdom when you have a vision to start something to do something um you yes you're going to be i think it's good to have some self doubt but you have to validate that uh, you, it's good to ask questions. It's good to say, am I on the right course? But at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in that intuition that, that inspired others. And that's part of it is if you are inspiring other people, if people want to support you, if they want to gather around you, then you probably are doing the right thing. And so it doesn't matter how hard it is. You've got to somehow find the strength of believing yourself, which I think is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so those moments when one of your projects or one of those things you realize, oh, this is not working and you feel like you were on the floor. What was it that picked you up off the floor to try again? What What do you think that was that gave you the resolve to continue? So you're a mom and you've been through childbirth. Would you say that childbirth is fun? No, Would you say <laughs> not that, at all. Oh, I just want to give birth again. It's so much fun. You know, when the now, I mean, nobody thinks that, but somehow women apparently um, biologically are designed to have this ability to forget pain. And because if we didn't have that ability to forget pain, apparently men don't have this. I read this somewhere. Um, 
we would not be able to endure multiple childbirths. I've had three children. Um, you have two, is that right? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, and you know, I remember the first time I had my first, my son, who's 30 now, um, I felt like my insides were being torn out and I thought I'm going to be one of those women who dies on the, on the table. Oh, my wow. son's going to be, I mean, like, I was like, that's how I felt. It was awful. And afterwards I thought I'll never go through this again. Of course I went through two more times. I had the ability <laughs> to forget. Um, and I believe you know, that's part of it is that we have the ability to forget how much we struggled last time. Um, but that coupled with um, the desire to to live our most uh, to be our most fulfilled self is, I think, what just kept me going. I mean, I had gotten to a point where I was very, very depressed in my in my forties, um, and I got to about fifty. When I was when I hit fifty, I thought like, wow, I guess this is it. I guess it's all over for me. I lost my opportunity to um, to succeed in the areas that I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, I can still work to fight for animals and things, but I, I'm just not going to be able to make the impact that I wanted to make. And I, and, um, it was, I don't know, I felt, I don't know why, but it was very, um, it's kind of a depressing moment for me when I had that realization. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Um, my life isn't over and why can't I try something again? Um, and I, so I don't know what it was. I just, when I get involved in something, when I get an idea, like I'm going to, I'm interested in something, I just go all in and that's my kind of personality. So that was when I started playing around with vegan cheese and oh. I just got so into it. And I just, you know, my kitchen turned into a laboratory and there was no, you know, it wasn't like I was planning. I wasn't planning a business. I wasn't planning to be successful. I just got into it. This is like, it just sort of became my life. And then I ended up writing a book and then and then I just said, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going for it all the way because what else there is there? You know, what am I going to do the rest of my life? Sit around and drink wine and watch TV and go on vacation? I mean, that, that just didn't do anything for me. Can so you, what I, is it, yeah. what is it, what does it feel like? I just, for a moment, like, that's so amazing to think about it in retrospect, like for you to go back to that moment when you thought, oh, it's over, I'm done at 50 and forget it. I'm just going to sit on the couch and where you are today. Like, what does that feel like looking back at that moment? Well, I think, you know, I was really, really hung up on age, I think. And I think a lot of women are. I think, you know, we a lot of us go through a, a period period of child rearing and we we have to hang up our, you know, sometimes many women, not, not everyone, of course, but a lot of women hang their careers up. You know, they just hang them up in the closet and close the door for a few years while they're raising their kids. I, I did that for a few years. Um, not 100 percent. I worked a little bit, but not but not much. I could throw something in there real quick too that I could relate to you. Um, I'll never forget that I had my I had my first daughter Maya, and we came home from the hospital. And my ex husband now um, spent the week home with me. And I'll never forget the day that he was going back to work. And he walked down the stairs, and I was sitting there. I'd been up all night, you know, with my you know up all night feeding and exhausted, and just sitting there, just all disheveled. And I saw him in his you know work clothes walking off to go back to work, going back into the real world. And I'll never forget that moment going, wait, what? I'm just, this yeah. is it. That, that's right. Where's your real world? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And, and, and we have to sort of suppress our own beings while we're raising kids, which is raising kids can be absolutely wonderful. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. I'm so glad I had that time with my kids. And by the way, when, you know, when they were little, I was running a business. I was trying to run a business. And then I decided I need to spend some time just raising my kids. And 
Um, and I was able to do that for a while. Um, but still, you know, we kind of hang our, our lives up, our entire, you know, because we're all born when we're younger thinking, I'm going to do this in life. And then something happens. Yes. And life happens. Up, life happens. And oftentimes women just sort of give their lives up to, I mean, even today, to their, they forget who they are. Um, it, certainly my generation more than, than the younger generation, but still, I mean, I see women making, I see my daughters making that mistake where they're giving too much of what they really want away to their boyfriends or something. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You're not even, a, they're not even, they're not even aware that they're doing it. Okay. So that's a really, really important thing to talk about. What would you tell them or what do you tell them? How do you advise them away from that? Cause when you're in it, you can't see it. No, when you're in it, you can't see it and you have to find your passion. And of course there's a passion for the, for your, for your um, loved one, you know, for whomever you're attracted to. I mean, we all have that, especially, and that's stronger when you're younger than maybe when you get older. Um, or at least you, it's harder to control your passion for um, whoever, you know, whoever it is that you happen to love. Um, but we can't forget that there's another passion. We have to find that passion that in Japanese, they call it ikigai, the reason you get up in the morning. It's that purpose in life, the thing that that drives you, that propels you forward. And at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be, um, gosh, I mean, hopefully the person you you fell in love with is going to be there and support you. But aside from that person, you've got to have that ikigai or that thing that you're living for on your own. And if you lose that, then every single day just becomes well, it's just another day and tomorrow will be another day. And then the next day will just be another day. And it's not building something. It's not adding value to, to uh, the world, to yourself. Um, and so we have to believe in that inner purpose that we all have. And that inner purpose doesn't die when you're 40 or 50 um, or even 60 that inner purpose can be reawakened at any age. And I think that was the biggest realization for me when I turned 50. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I started making cheese and then I wrote a book in my late fifties and, and then launched this business. Um, that's when I realized, oh my God, um, purpose doesn't end just because you're over the hill. <laughs> and I, and I've got to be able to share this with other women. That is one. It's not just for me. It's not just, yes, for, I live to save animals. I live, but I also am living to save women. Um, this has become a, a passion of mine. I mean, women are still, despite everything, you know, the, the advancements we've made, um, in, uh, creating equality for, for everybody. We're still sometimes, um, the arbiters of our own life in the wrong direction. We are mm -hmm. still suppressing our own selves. We're keeping ourselves down and we can't do that anymore. Yes. Um, we have to live each day with passion. We have to believe in ourselves. And, um, you know, I think we have to question our relationships when we can't live our best lives, our best selves or be our best selves. So, what would you say, like, what would you say again to your daughters or to a younger you, like uh, before all of the success that you are so deserving of right now? It's just so exciting. Every time I'm at a store and I see your products, I just have the biggest smile. And I think, oh, I just think about that day in, the, in New York City. 
what do we say? What, how do you inspire others to choose themselves? Like just your story in and of itself is inspiring, but how do you, what, what do we do? Like what, what could we do to choose ourselves? What advice do you have? Yeah, that's a really hard question. I think it's, it's different for every single person. And, and when you're young and you're in the midst of, of some crises or something, you just sometimes can't see straight and it's just, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, but I, I just always encourage my daughters to just keep going in and discovering that core essence of themselves and never, ever give that away. Never, ever let uh, a man or a woman or, or anybody, um, uh, take that away from them. I mean, that we have to protect who we are inside and we have to, uh, we have to find relationships with people that will nurture who we are and allow us to become more who we are rather than take away who we are. Um, and we can become stronger as we get older. I also encourage my daughters all the time and let them know that yes, life is going to be hard sometimes, especially when you're younger, because when you're young, you're still developing the muscles for life. You know, it's like it, if you want to go into bodybuilding, it takes uh, several years sometimes to, you know, d develop ripped abs or whatever it is you want. It's the same thing with life. I mean, you, I really sincerely believe, don't you believe, Juliana, you're a stronger person today than you were, a stronger woman today than you were when we were taking that walk in the park? Absolutely. In New York City? Absolutely. It's like the diamond needs to be, you know, what's the... Polished or, or polished, yeah. Like it's all that stress that has to take place for it to become a shiny diamond. Yeah, and it takes time. I mean, we just get stronger and more beautiful over time. And so part of it is just encouraging them to hang in there and letting them know that it's not going to be easy. I think young people just want their problems to go away. And I think we have to let them know they may not necessarily go away. Life can be hard, but you can get through it and you will come out stronger and you will come out more beautiful. So, you know, just, it's just partly encouraging them to just hang in there. Life is yeah. long and, and <laughs> we're going to become more powerful beings as we age. Um, I love that. So Miyoko, tell me about how you, t you've got so much going on and you've got so many people that need your attention and how do you choose yourself now every day? How do you take care of you still? Well, you know, one of the ways I do it I, is, is, I really value my, my time outdoors with my dogs or with the other animals at Rancho Compasión, but I have to have that uh, daily hike or run with my animals. And that's the time that I decompress, um, that I'm able to think clearly. Um, and uh, as, as this business does not slow down. It is pretty much all consuming. I could be working um, you know, every single waking moment, but um, I'm making a conscientious effort um, not to do that. Um, I have to, to turn off my working brain and I have to go out and uh, get fresh air, enjoy the view, um, let whatever thoughts come into me, come into me. Um, and then the other thing that I, I do is I try to study Italian, which is something I'm oh. studying right now. And um, uh, I just thoroughly, I get so much out of, you know, I don't know, watching an Italian podcast or something like that. Uh, listening to an Italian podcast or watching something on YouTube um, and studying Italian. And it, it, it's sort of like a meditation because I can, I'm a hundred percent immersed in that activity and I'm no longer thinking about work. And when I can't, when I, if I don't shut off my working brain, um, I don't sleep and then I feel like trash. So I have to do these activities like 
running with my dogs or studying Italian. I love that. Okay, so we're going to have to go to Italy and practice. Uh, we are. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> I know. Me non too. Ora. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. It's my favorite. Uh, well, Miyoko, I can't thank you enough. And I can't thank you for everything you put out into the world. It's just pure light and deliciousness. I absolutely am a big fan of not only you, but your products and your recipes. And um, congratulations on your success. And thank you for everything. Well, thank you so much, Juliana. Miyoko's words are so inspiring and so helpful and remind you to just pick yourself up and keep going. And we have plenty of time and we should enjoy every single part of success and getting there, the journey, not the destination. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.